0: Chapter five, living single. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And if you are new here, welcome. Welcome to Never Judge a Brook by its cover. I'm your host, Brooke Nicole, and I am so happy to be here. I say that every time, but I'm actually happy to be here. Look, y'all, we have a lot in store for this episode, but before we get started, let's go ahead and get tuned in to life updates. So first off, it is Black History Month, one of my favorite months besides my birthday. And I'm uh, so happy to be black. I have so many episodes in the past where we talk about black music, Um, Black History Month, I have two. So please go back and listen to those. But February is such a good month for me as a black woman. I just love it. I embrace every moment of it. And we need a longer month, like Whitney Houston said. And like Bobby said, we need a year. So happy Black History Year, everyone. Okay, so we're going to just go ahead and jump right into it with Selfie Care. For last week's Selfie Care, I took a mental Health day from work. As always, I encourage mental health days. My job encourages mental health days because I think they give us two a year. So I've already used up my one, but y'all, I really needed it. Like, do you know how, like, sometimes that one person can ask you that one question, which is, like, are you okay? And you just break down. That was me last week. I was just in a funk. So I needed that day and I took that day. And at first I felt bad, but like I immediately messaged my boss was like, hey, I just need a mental health day today. And she received it well and just was like, "Okay, put your time in. We're cool. It's done. It's good. I did that and I felt so much better. And I literally took that day to rest. When I say I went to sleep at about I want to say 1030, 11, maybe I did not get up like wake up fully until almost 5 o'clock. And I put my phone on do not disturb, which is one of my favorite things to do. Me, my therapist talk about this all the time, that that is something that I do when I do not want to be disturbed. I put my phone on do not disturb and I do not answer it. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't I don't answer it. So I prefer not to answer it unless they like really, really calling me. That's not me. So for selfie care, I took that. I wonder and the reason I'm mentioning it is because I really want to know if your job allows you to have mental health days or would you have to take a personal day? Um, our job is very like progressive in that sense where they give us two mental health days, more personal days, sick days, and all that. So I was so grateful to just take one and just actually take it and need it and use it to rest. When I woke up, I just felt so much better. Like I went to the store, I did the errands that I had already planned to do after work. I just went ahead and did them, wiped my face and just You know, felt a lot better. Then I came home, chilled, watched TV. The next day I did have some work to catch up on, but it was nothing too much where I felt like, oh my God, I shouldn't have taken that day. Like I needed the day. I say all that to say if you need a day, if you need just a breather, just a moment, and your job is willing to allow you to do that, please please take that time we get one body we get one life that job is always gonna be there and they always gonna hire someone new so please take that time for yourself if needed now i'm not telling you to go quit your job like beyonce did but i am telling you if you need a day definitely take that day okay always as always i encourage you to take care of yourself so please 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 participate in some selfie care this week whether it's watering a plant nurturing yourself taking yourself out to the movies going on a date whatever it is buying yourself flowers take some time for yourself washing your car make sure to tag us and never judge a brook pod and do hashtag selfie care so that we can see your selfie care and what you participated in this week I love to get those, like I really do, I really enjoy, thoroughly enjoy watching you guys take care of yourself, not only your physical health, but your mental health, so please, please, please make sure to tag us at Never Judge A Brooke pod on Instagram, hashtag selfie care, and if you are not yet following the Instagram page, what are you doing? Follow the Instagram page at Never Judge A Brooke Pod, of course, why wouldn't you, the, <laughs> I'm being a little bit more consistent in my Instagram posting and I would love for all of you guys to see what Never Judge a Brook has. If you want any updates, that's typically where you would go. So please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Never Judge a Brook. All right, moving right along to real life politics. Real life politics, real life politics. Um for this real life politics segment, I am on a high from the Grammys still. So I am super excited to share Grammy politics I don't know if that's really politics right now and this is pre-recorded so you are listening to it a couple days after the Grammys but it's okay because let me tell you the facts are still the facts black women are still winning let's talk about some of our black women this Grammys who had the most Grammy nominations who won the most Grammys period let's just get into it we're gonna start off with the one you all know who was snug the album of the year award? My girl, Queen B. Beyonce wins, made history last night, well, my last night, and broke the record for the most Grammy wins of all time with a total of 32 awards. What? Like, come on, period. She is that girl. She's always been that girl and will forever be that girl. Go Beyonce. We love a black woman, we love a black queen, and we love a black stand. And thank you to Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny made my address. Um, I love B. It was great to watch. So, of course, she's there late. And it's so funny because everybody always acts surprised when she's late. They'll be like, where's Beyonce? And that girl talking about she was in traffic. We know that she was not in traffic. Like dropping Instagram photos as soon as she gets there. Baby, you was taking them pictures. But it's okay. Because your timing is okay, girl. You can be late. It's fine. Viola Davis is now a member of the EGOT status, becoming the third black woman in history after Whoopi Goldberg and Jennifer Hudson. I am super excited about her because I'm up, I am up. love, 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 love Viola Davis. And I think in my time right now, she's one of the best actress ever to ever hit the stage. She's so good at what she does. And so it was so well-deserved to see that she has now made he got saddest, which is like amazing. Lizzo won, Lizzo performed, and Lizzo shut it down, baby. The dresses, the outfits, everything was there. I was obsessed. And I don't know. I just love Lizzo. Like me and my mom listen to her and wearing our funk. Like we listen to about damn time. We listen to I know my hand. I'm in a singing mood. Can you tell? Anyway, Lizzo really killed it. She won a Grammy not to leave out the black men, Kendrick Lamar won three. So that was really good. And the hip hop tribute was amazing. When I say amazing, I mean, go back and watch it if you haven't. Amazing. I love Queen Latifah. Um, love Sound Pepper because we grew up on that for my mom. My mom is very old school, and so LL Cool J. Who else was there? They didn't add a Glorilla. Um, I was just shocked they didn't add like Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, some somebody like that. But you know, Glorilla got her. She has she had one of the best songs of the summer, so it was really good, and it was really good to watch. Um, towards the end, we got to see DJ Khaled, Jay Z, John Legend, and. I can't remember who else, but really good Grammys, really good wins for black people. And as Issa Rae always says, I'm just rooting for everyone black. So this was really good. And this concludes the real life politics segment. We are, check, 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 check it out. Single. Ooh, in the 90s, kind of. Work. We are living single. Welcome to the topic of conversation. Living single, y'all, I never talk about relationship status on this podcast because it's really nobody's business and <laughs> I'm just like, I'm an open book, but just not that open. But today, I guess I'll be a little bit more open. We are living single. The title is definitely, definitely, definitely connected with the hit show, Living Single with Queen Latifah. Kim Coles, John Hinton, Erica Alexander, Kim Fields, Terrence C. Carson, and the Queen. I mentioned her twice because I really, really, really love Queen Latifah. Like, it's my mom, I think. Like, she used to, like, force us to, like, on her with Set It Off, with UNIT. Oh, my God, Brooke. I've been singing all this whole podcast. (laughs) The Grammys got me up, like, I don't know why I think I can sing today. I don't know. Just ignore it. But anyway, we're getting into the episode living single again. Welcome. Here we go. So for some reason, recently, a lot of people have been telling me why they think I'm single. I don't know why. I don't know why people are telling me that. It's really annoying, actually. So if you are one of those people, please stop. Um, Or people will typically ask me why I'm single and I'll just tell them what I've heard so I'm gonna tell y'all what I've heard and then you know we can talk about it from there. So some of the reasons that I've heard <laughs> I've heard this first off, I've heard, why are you single too many times? Like the question comes up all the time. I've heard I'm too independent. I'm too intimidated for guys my age. They can't really see any potential in me because I'm too far ahead. Um, I won't let a man be a man. A man has told me that. And when men tell you that, ladies, If they wanted to be a man, they would just be a man. (laughs) I have have no control, no say so over you being a grown man. Okay, let's say that. Um, That I want to take the lead. I've heard that one. That my time is coming. These are more positive on a more positive note. And that God is building the right one for me. So many different people, so many different suggestions. Um, And to be honest, I have gone through so many different stages of singleness. So... Just being truthful, I feel like me being single has just brought a new perspective of myself in my life. I, of course, went to the girl from high school who was single. I had a boyfriend in high school. Clearly, that did not work out, but it's just the fact that, like, we dated, but then I was single. So let's just not even mention him. I don't even know why I just mentioned that. Why did I mention that? Anyway. The reason I mentioned it—it is a reason—is because when you're single in high school, you feel like your whole world is crashing down. (laughs) Like, or even when you're single in college. But like when you're single in high school, the girls be with their, you know, the boyfriends and they're holding hands and stuff. So I feel like that was just a different phase of singleness. Like, if I can go back and tell that Brooke anything, I would just be like, "Girl, this don't mean nothing," because they all probably about to break up anyway. But I didn't know that back then. So the stage of singleness then was just like envy a little. Like it was just like, what did I do to deserve this? Like, why am I the one that doesn't have anybody? And I feel like high school was just, I guess, like a prominent time because I was dating someone and then we stopped dating. And so to see everyone else be loved and well, lusted in and cherished on, I was like, wow, this is so weird, you know? Okay. So and then I remember it's always like my friend's parents who are like, you know, Brooke, when are you going to get somebody or where is your person or whatever the case may be? They have asked me that question now for a minute. But um, and it's typically because like even if I am talking to someone, I never really bring them around family and I'll get into that until like I know for sure. And I just don't I personally like I don't even tell my brother about them and I'm really close to my brother. A lot of you guys know that. So like. If I do end up mentioning them to someone, it's in passing. Like nobody will probably know if I'm talking to anyone or not. Like I said, closed book typically about this side of my life. But today we're going to be a little bit more open because the holidays are coming up. And, you know, I would love to talk about it. A lot of women are going through what I went through. In college, it was a little bit different. I feel like my college specifically was 18 to 1. So for every 18 women, it was one man. Please imagine that on a black campus, 18 women, one man. So everybody has somebody, somebody, I didn't really appreciate that fact in college. So I typically, um, but I, I guess I did learn a lot about myself in college when it came to dating, when it came to relationships, when it came to men and the games that they play. And when it came to women and the games that we play, like, I'm not just going to put this on the men, but I learned so much in college, but I think that the singleness era, I felt like I didn't feel as single as I did because I had like so many people around me. I had so many friends around me, you know, you're living on the campus. So it's professors there. It's like your friends It's you know, I worked on campus. So I didn't really feel like I really, I thought I was going through a phase of singleness. And I thought I was going through a phase of like, Oh my god, I'm by myself, but I never felt that until I actually moved in with myself and by myself. Um but in college, it was more so like nobody really came out with their relationship, and so even if I was talking to someone in college, it it they didn't typically stick. But it wasn't I think everybody was doing it in college where it wasn't many people that just were like we were dating. Like It was a lot of games being played in college, especially at my college in particular. And I think it was due to the ratio. And then a lot of guys, which I used to say this all the time. And if you're a Winston man, please don't take offense to this. But I used to say it's like a Winston man complex. So and I'll explain that because I have time. Um, I used to tell my friends that the Winston man complex and I would talk so much junk about Winston men, And I hate to say that now, but the Winston man complex is like they would think because it was 18 women and it was one man, like they would think that, that they was popping, they they was popping, they, they stuff. Like they would think that they were that man, like they're that guy on campus. And to be honest, in a lineup, if we were to be outside of campus where there was more options, they probably wouldn't even get chosen. But it was like the confidence that they had in themselves, come on somebody, where they thought that, they could get this girl, this girl, and this girl. The only reason you could get about four to five girls was because <laughs> was because it was 18 of us to your one. But it was so funny. So like, I think I used to have, now some people I used to have blinders on. So like, I'm not gonna say I didn't talk to, I talked to some people in that category that just thought they was the, the stuff and that they stuffed didn't stink. And in that moment, <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but then eventually I took my blinders off. And I'm like, if I were to ever even go outside of this school, I would never even look your way. You know what I'm saying? No cockiness, no nothing. Um, And so I think that, which I would love to talk to a Winston man about this. Cause I, I think that like, they kind of got like a rude awakening when they came out to the real world. <laughs> Cause it's like, dude, of course we all up on you now. It's only 18. I mean, it's only one of you. So the ratio played a huge favorite in Winston men's category and it was just like a lot with that so within my singleness stage though at Winston I did feel like it was just different for me personally because I was just like I don't I didn't know how to like embrace it I also came from I didn't come from my mom wasn't sheltering but when it came to my relationships and relationships in general my mom was big on she did not want me to date down. And in terms of you're going somewhere, Brooke, like these knuckleheads (laughs) or whatever. So I think I took that a lot into play. And even I took it more into play in college, I think than high school, like high school was like whoever I date, whatever. But it was really like, I don't know, like I I gave like this aura and the status about me, which I still do. And it's, I try not to give it, but I guess like that's what people are intimidated by. Um just like I don't talk to everyone. And I make that really clear. And I feel like it's an honor to talk to me. I feel like it's a pleasure to speak to me and I think that you know, you should find yourself lucky if you are a man and you're able to say that. And I've always felt that way about myself and I'm always going to feel that way about myself. And you know, call it cocky, call it whatever, but I'm so big on not giving everyone access to me because that's just something that I'm, I've learned through my singleness stage. And I don't think that I'll ever change that. And I learned it in high school, um, not in high school, Lord, in college, I don't know why I wanna keep bringing up high school, Um, I learned it in college, especially when I realized like how many, how many people were just the same when it came to the, to the gender of men. And how they were just very similar. And um, I used to, now in high school, I was really bad. I think I was so judgmental my freshman year of college when it came to like what women were doing. And I think that was just how I was raised. And then eventually I was like, I don't care what these people are doing. Like, <laughs> it's not me. And so I need to stop caring as much. And I try to do that now. Like, it's, it's not you. Whoever you are is what you are. So when I walk into my singleness stage in college, it was just different because I was like, men would expect so much for so little. And I was just so shocked. Like take me out to the movies. They want to come back to my room. Why? Why would I ever allowed you to come back to my room after a $10 movie? Does that make any sense? <laughs> I don't know. Like it, to me, it was something different. And I'm only speaking again from personal experiences. And this is why I don't speak about it because a lot of people have different experiences than me, but When it came to certain dates, when it came, if I don't see you actually putting in effort and I mean, putting in effort, I talked to one of my guy friends, I'm going off, going off a little bit from college, but I talked to one of my guy friends and I was telling him like, I hate going out to eat dates. And he was like, why? And I was like, how many people do you take out to eat? And he was like, a lot of, I like take a lot of girls out to eat. I was like, I bet. And I was like, the one thing that I noticed with going out to eat dates is men have to eat. Every man has to eat, Right. So when they take you out on a going out to eat date, unless it's some like really, really swanky restaurant, they just was feeding themselves as well. And sometimes they do that to so many people that it just becomes like a routine. Like, all right, well, we can grab a bite here. We can do this. And I'm not saying it to be picky. I'm saying it in like, let's go to do something else. Like, let's go to the racetrack. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? Let's go do something that you would not normally do. I don't want to go out to eat like you do with everybody else. Again, it's a preference. I know I'm not talking to everyone. So if I'm not talking to you, just keep listening. But yeah, it's a preference for me. So I think when it came down to it, I was like, you know what? I was just different in college because a lot of guys were not used to that. So they were like, what you mean? We can't have sex after I didn't got you this good McDonald's meal, girl. What you mean? Like... Men are crazy. Or this guy took me to Chick-fil-A and he was just like, I come back in my room and he's sitting there expecting something. And I looked at him like he was crazy. Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A? Like Kanye. what's What's wrong with him? So this was in college. I hope, you know, men have now matured and grew up. But in college, I just was like so different. I was just like, no, I'm not. I can't do this. So like the guys that I did allow access to me in in terms of like talking to and actually getting to know one another were guys that I genuinely thought were good. And sometimes of course there were some bad apples. Um, but that singleness stage, I feel like was different. Like I was surrounded by my friends who also received love. I was surrounded by, um, people who, who received love and it was just so different and I really enjoyed it. It was like, Just little stuff. And I was just making it clear that I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm not going to do everything that you expect me to do. So in college, that singleness stage was just me being me, what I was taught to be. And now I think I've definitely let loose a little bit in terms of the strictness that I have on that. But I was so strict in college that there was no way, no way that just a random regular person was going to try to talk to me. It's just no way that that was going to happen. And not to say it in the terms of that, but like I say, I stand on what I believe in and I stand on who I am. And I know what I bring to the table. I do, like I do, okay? And that's just that. Please know what you bring to the table too. Not only as a partner, but as a human being, what are you bringing? What are you, if you can't bring anything to the table, then maybe it's like a, you need to go on a more of a self journey journey and then come back to the relationship thing. And then there was the stage where little Brooke moved to Hyattsville, Merlin, and I was in grad school, and I did not talk to a single soul. I didn't talk to a single soul. And if somebody's telling you I did, I did not. Um. I don't know what that was. I don't even know what that was about. Like, I didn't want to talk to anyone that was a man. I just was like, I'm over it. I just didn't want to talk to anyone. I personally was just in terms single, like the actual word single, one person, one meaning. And I felt like it was different than a lot of my friends that were also single because I lived alone. And in that term of solitude, I learned so much about who Brooke was and what Brooke wanted, what Brooke liked, um, to the point where I was like, okay, don't like, don't find out too much girl. Allow someone else to navigate it too. But I just felt like I just didn't really want to talk to anyone. I didn't go on any dating apps. I didn't try to go on no dates. I just was playing with these men's feelings. And if they tried to message me, I would be like, okay, you know, like we can, we can try something. I didn't even want to try nothing then. And Sorry to all the men that I did do that too. Um, But I just really wanted to be in the world of singleness. And it was a point where I started complaining about it, but it was also a point in the the fact of me complaining that I did not do anything to fix it. And that is one thing that I've learned now that if you're gonna complain about something, you need to have all the tools to be able to fix what you're complaining about um, or just don't talk about it. So then I didn't know that. And I used to complain so much about how I just wasn't experienced in love. Like, what was I doing? Was it because of my master's degree or whatever? And I didn't even put my master's degree first then, but I did hone in on that degree. And I don't think I would have had the d- discipline if I had a man beside me, but I don't know, you know, who's to say what that would have been, but it was just a point where I was like, you know what? I just want to do this alone. And that was my, I was very depressed in that. I'm not going to act like I wasn't in that stage. Um, I did have to grow through it. Um, I had to learn through it and it was my first time being away from family. And so just the isolation period, when you move somewhere new is freaking ridiculous. Um, I watched this girl, her name is Amani. I don't know her last name. On Instagram and she talks about living alone and she has this thing called living alone diaries and she talks about living alone not only living alone without a companion but living alone without a friend so it was also my first time being there without a roommate so it's just it's just different it was so quiet it was like It was peaceful some days, but it was also the fact that it was just like, wow. And I think that that was before the therapy. That was before therapy broke. And I just was like literally in my own little bubble. And it was sad, but I was in my solitude. So I think that was a different stage of my singleness that I had never met before. Because in college, I had people around me. So if I was single, who cared? I can go to one of my girlfriend's rooms. We could chill. We could laugh. We could talk and I'd be fine. Come back home, be fine. So I think I only felt that singleness at night. But when you feel it 24 seven throughout the day and you ain't doing nothing about it, you're not even taking your, I didn't take myself out like that because I was even scared to take myself out on dates. Like it was crazy. That part of my singleness, I just don't know how I got through it, but I did. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I did get through it. And so, like I said before, after you get to the point where you're complaining and you like, oh my god, like this is too much for me. I don't know what's going on. Um, I was like, let me do something. So when I moved to DC, that's when I started actually openly dating, and I was open to the idea of dates. Um, in Hyattsville, though, I will say I was not open at all. I, I it was days that I enjoyed walking around in my panties, singing, NDRE, blasting. Um, her blasting Janae Aiku, just being in my feelings and loving me. And then there was days where I was crying. You know what I'm saying? So it was two different sides of that. When I came to DC, I was just like, you know what? There's a world of men out here. Let's go and see what the world going to be about. <laughs> um, and I'm making it seem like I dated everyone. I still have that idea of I don't let a lot of people um in and that is one thing that I need to work on. But in the terms of letting people in and the dates that I did go on, I did go on some dates last year. I would do a, a what are they doing on TikTok? The dating rap. I could do that for y'all at the end. of uh, How many dates you went on, what the guys were and who they were about. I seen that on TikTok. A lot of the girls were doing the trend. Um, I could do that too. But it was just like in DC, I was more open to the idea. And I think I had to go through all of the stages of it before I became open to the idea of actually seeing myself with a partner and actually dating. In terms of that, when I finally got here, I did not know the cheat code of playing dumb. So a lot of women do this. I just didn't. I think I learned too much about myself in that previous stage where I did not apply it to men in my other stages. And so like, I don't like playing dumb. I don't like it, and women know what I'm talking about. Like, when you got a date, you either have to date down, or you gotta like. It's just cringy to me. Like, I would just rather talk to a man like regular, like, like he's a man and I'm a woman. You know what I'm saying? Not, I'm a, not, I'm his kid, and sometimes a lot of women do that just so the man can feel higher and superior. I don't like that, and maybe. You know, like when people say you don't, you don't let him take the lead. I allow a man to take the lead when he can take the lead. I would be submissive to a man if the man knows how to lead. Oh, does that make any sense? Like, I'm not just going to be submissive to everybody. It does not work like that for me. I'm very blunt. I'm very open. I'm very honest. I know what I want. I state what I want. If you don't have what I want, it's no harm and no foul on you. I just personally won't put no attention to it. But a man that knows how to lead, and I mean really lead a woman who is success-driven, okay, come on somebody, that's the one I'm looking for. Um, That's what it is. That's, you know, that's where that comes into play. So in this singleness stage of my life, I was like, let me date. And I went back out there. And I realized that these men are literally the same men from college, just without the complex. And it just wasn't hard. Now, could I do a little bit more in my dating experience? I could, I typically only date the ones that I really either know, or I've I've actually dated new people, but it's just a lot of stuff that I don't have like this long list. So when people ask me like characteristic traits, I don't have any of that. You can be Asian. And not to say nothing against Asians, but I'm saying like you, it's not a character thing for me. It's more of a personality thing for me, if that makes any sense. If you ain't hitting on that personality, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't know. So height is also a thing. That's the only physical thing I look at. And that's only because I wear heels all the time. Now watch, watch the, the Lord try to bless me with a man. That's my height. But yeah, it's just something, something into in it for me. So when it comes to that, that stage and all of that i don't have like people think oh you have this big list i've heard that before too and i literally hate when people tell me that because i don't like if i ask one of my friends to define what man i would want what he looks like on the out outer appearance they probably would not be able to put it in words unless they say he's dark skin and then in that case yes It's just, you know, I don't have this big, big list of he has to check off this box and he has to check off this box. It's just like, what do you bring to the table? And then what I bring to the table. And my mom used to say two paychecks are bigger than one. And that's one thing I stand on. So. Or she still kind of says that, I don't know. You know, dating is different. And my mom never pressured me about dating until now. And if y'all could see the text messages that I receive from my mom on a daily about how she's going to sign me up for Love is Blind, how she's going to sign me up for Marriage is First Sight. My mom has uh, met a post office man at her job, took his picture, made- FaceTimed me with him on the phone and was like, this is my daughter. She's also done that with the Room to Go man. She took a picture of him, sent him, showed him a picture of me. Thank God she's not giving out my phone number, but if my mom sees a man that She's like, she's done this at Home Depot. It's actually ridiculous at this point. And at first she was not pressuring me. Now all of a sudden all her friends are getting grandkids and she thinks that that's something that she wants in her life. She got two kids for a reason, baby. I don't know what, what this is, this new idea that she's doing, but I'm I'm not here for it at all. But yeah, so when it comes to the man that I want and the man that I prefer, it's just he got to have that, that swag, you know? and he's got to bring something to the table and he can't expect me to bring everything to the table and he also can't expect me to be his mama cuz I can't raise a man unless he came out of me so i'm not planning on raising nobody's son okay nobody else's son um so i just feel like i'm a little bit more open i i hope i did sound open um i'm a little bit more hopeful and wishful and grateful and during this season it does come it's some sad days I'm not gonna say that it's always butterflies and rainbows like it's not all that but it there are some days where I'm just grateful that I am by myself like when I get the calls from my friends who are complaining about they lover, I'm ultimately grateful because I'm like I don't feel like dealing with that to be honest and I don't know so it's just I'm going through the motions, but I'm grateful to be open. I'm grateful to be hopeful because there was a time where I cut everybody off. There was a time where I wasn't all of those things. And so I enjoy now dating me. And when I date me, it comes to this point where I literally am learning to love me. I'm literally learning what I, like I said, not only what I like, what I dislike, but how to date me. And when somebody comes around, they can date me better than me. That's when I will know. That's the one. Okay. Okay. But I'm willing to, you know, work on me again, still working on me, continuing to do that and continuing to enjoy the journey of my singleness. So if you are a single woman, it's going to be okay. You go through different stages. There was a stage where I hated all men. Okay, and that was my hurt talking. There was a stage where I think I wanted to be alone forever. That was my independence talking. There was a stage where I wanted to just be in my solitude. You know, that was something else talking. Now I'm grateful to even open the stage of hopefulness. And so I'm super excited, like I said, for the journey of my singleness and to see where it takes me and to see where it leads me to. And hopefully it leads me to the right man. Hopefully God is still working on him just like he's working on me and one thing that I did say this year that I would love a God-fearing man like I am so sick of the they don't know him and when they don't know him like I know him and like I'm learning learning to love and know him I think it doesn't it doesn't really work out like that if that makes any sense so yeah all right, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I was being a lot more vulnerable than usual, so I'm glad that you guys stuck around for this. As always, tag us in your selfie care at Never Judge a Brook Pod. We are looking forward to it. Leave a rate and a comment below on your Apple Podcast or your Spotify, wherever you do your streaming services. As always, never judge anyone because you don't know their story.